Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus charged them, do not tell this vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Awestruck, joyful, and fearful. Those are some of the emotions that were running through the apostles as they witnessed this incredible sight. Here they were at one moment in the presence of Jesus, just like they had been for many, many months. And then all of a sudden, Jesus is transfigured before them. His glory is now shining forth, and he is speaking with Moses and Elijah. You know, these, these same men had witnessed Jesus performing other miracles. They've seen him heal a lot of people. They've seen him feed a multitude of people with just a few loaves of bread. And they've even seen him control the stormy sea. But this was something different. This was an experience of the divine. They now were starting to realize that Jesus is something more than just a miracle worker. He has come from God. Peter is so enwrapped by all of this that they have those, those very strange words. I'll build three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and another for Elijah. What he's saying is, I want this experience to continue. I don't want it to stop. I want us to stay here for as long as we can and revel in your glory, revel in this religious experience, this truly mountaintop experience. But of course, the experience passes. And as they come down the mountain, Jesus tells them, don't share this with anyone 
until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. So what was the purpose of the transfiguration? Well, I think it was to spark faith. Faith in Jesus from these three apostles, some of the, the three closest ones to Jesus. As I said before, they've witnessed him performing miracles, but now all of a sudden it's taken to another level. They start to believe that Jesus is truly from God, not just someone who has some godly powers. He planted the seeds of faith that day in their hearts. Now, it didn't just continue to grow unabated, because we know what happened with these three men when Jesus is arrested. They all flee, and then Peter later denies even knowing who Jesus was three times. But still, those seeds of faith are still there in their hearts, such that Three days later, when they approach the tomb and see it is empty, they start understanding what he meant when he said, when the Son of Man is raised from the dead. Those seeds of faith then blossom when they encounter the risen Lord. And these, of course, form the foundation of the early church. My dear friends, we continue to experience that same gift of faith that was given to those apostles. God is always very generous in giving us the gift of faith. In fact, we call it one of the theological virtues, which means that it is, comes from God and is given to us out of the love he has for us. So God has not, has not, decrease the amount of faith that he is offering to us but we still have power we still are required to unwrap that gift of faith to accept that gift of faith into our lives and to allow those seeds of the gift of faith to spring forth and to flower and we do so of course through prayer and continuing to learn about God through our own study, both in sacred scripture and others. But it does seem like the gift of faith is waning. Even among Catholics, the high number of them that don't believe what happens on this altar is the real presence of Jesus. That same Jesus who was transfigured that day appears on this altar in the form of bread and wine. That same Jesus who was raised from the dead appears on this altar in his real presence in the Eucharist. Instead, people continue to doubt that tenet of our faith, that which makes us followers of Jesus. And in fact, that which allows him to make good on the promise he made to all of his followers that I am with you always until the end of the ages. He is especially present to us in the Eucharist whenever we come together to celebrate Mass. If that gift of faith was truly embraced and allowed to flower, 
we would have many, many more people joining us here each and every Sunday. So as part of this, we have undertaken a, this, this little project of meditating on Eucharistic miracles. Yes, there is a miracle that occurs on this altar, but beyond that miracle, Jesus continues to make his presence known. This miracle this month occurred in Tumaco in Colombia. It's a small island off of the course coast of Colombia. And so here we have a miracle that happened in our, in, on our continent. And it's a miracle that's not that old as other miracles were, that we've already talked about because it only happened in 1909. So it was just in the last century. But an, under, but an underground or an undersea earthquake occurred and a tsunami was generated and that tsunami was rushing towards the shores of this island ready to engulf it, ready to kill scores of people. The people of the village ran to their priest and begged him to lead a Eucharistic procession and so he took a monstrance and led the people to the shore. And as the monstrous wave was coming forth, he took the monstrance and made the sign of the cross. And the wave halted. And then it receded. Thus sparing that village of that, of that death and destruction. This miracle was reported throughout the world it became known as the miracle of Tumaco. Jesus made his presence known to those villagers that day, but they already had the faith to turn to him in the blessed sacrament and to plead for mercy. My dear friends, we continue to meditate on the miracle that is the Eucharist throughout this season of Lent. We continue to be awe-inspired by these miracles of the Eucharist. But we should also be awe-inspired by the miracle that occurs at this altar. Bread and wine become Jesus' body and blood as food for the journey throughout our life. That same Jesus who turned away that tsunami, that same Jesus who transfigured himself is here today with us, <coughs> with us in the form of bread and wine, his real presence it will be here in just a few moments. May we continue this Lent to unpack that gift of faith, to allow that gift of faith to continue to flower so that we will always recognize Jesus in his real presence so as to prepare ourselves to face him face-to-face -face in eternal life in heaven. <clears throat>